Eclectic Spacewalk presents Conversations, a podcast about the uniqueness of the human condition and how, through conversation, we can continue to upgrade humanity's value systems. Everyone has a subjective, awe-inspiring viewpoint of our reality, and the goal of this podcast is to have conversations with unique humans. Eclectic Spacewalk means a broad and diverse range of Earth-based philosophies viewed from outer space. Send us any recommendations on who we should talk to next. But remember, we are not just a podcast. You can subscribe to our Substack newsletter and get first access to every podcast episode at eclecticspacewalk.substack.com. Connect with us on social media by following us on Twitter at eSpacewalk and the hashtag EclecticSpacewalk. Find us on Minds.com at EclecticSpacewalk. And as always, you can find everything on the website, EclecticSpacewalk.com. We want to talk with anyone over our shared humanity and best practices of life. Now, let's have a conversation. Yesas Apotin Elada. Hello from Greece. This is Eclectic Spacewalk Conversations. I'm your host, Nicholas McKay, and I'm joined today by Yorgos Krasakopoulos, head of programming of the Thessaloniki International Film Festival. Welcome to Conversation, Georgos. Excellent work pronouncing that difficult name. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so Yorgos, where were you born? Well, I was born in uh, the southern part of Greece, in Peloponnese, uh, actually a small village where I lived until I was 16. And uh, then I moved to Athens. Uh, I studied there. Not cinema, economics. Oh. Uh, but while I was in uh, the university, I was already started, started writing for this yeah. movie magazine. It was called Cinema Magazine. And it was the, literally the, the only movie magazine available in Greece uh, at that time. We were talking about uh, 88, 1989, something like that. Yeah. And uh, a few years after that, the, through the the magazine we founded the Athens International Film Festival and uh, well it's history is after all I mean it's it's been many years that I've been doing this uh, I haven't practically done any other kind of job apart from film and I, I should consider myself lucky in yeah. that aspect well so uh, what, was that different from what you wanted to be when you grew up because you oh, said no. economics yeah. and stuff but and you know the, the, the education system in Greece works differently than what it does in the states so you you get you don't get to actually pick where you what you get to study, but you give take exams, and according to your uh, the grades that you get, and well, the, it, there was an, a film school back in the days, uh, ah, a okay, state okay, film so. school or a university sure. school. So I had to study something, and I thought, well, why not? I should try that. And uh, but it, 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 it's never what I wanted to do. It's just that when you grew up back in that day in Greece, you had to go to the university. It was the thing that you should do. And well, I was, I did it, but uh, it, it was very lucky that I found my, I knew my calling, but I, I found a way to, to do that and to eventually make a living out of it. Yeah, you, the road less traveled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So who, who were your biggest influences and then maybe who are your biggest influences now mm -hmm. in terms of thinking or yeah. thought or anything like that? Well, I've been, I've, I've been a, a bookworm since I was a kid. I've, okay. Been, okay. I've been reading books and I was watching films uh, from a very young age. Uh, actually, it was my older sister that turned me on into the more serious uh, films. 
but I've been there was this um, late night uh, show on Greek television uh, that it pro it would uh, program uh, weird art house European or American or foreign in general films and there was this guy he was a film critic and he still is alive he's not working anymore but right. he's still active and he would present the film at the beginning he would spoke on a very uh, low and deep and uh, <laughs> slow voice yeah. and he would say a few things about the film that you were about to see and the films would be you know from Bergman to Pasolini to Fellini to stuff like that I was I don't know but, 12, 13, 14 years old so at that time. So he was like the Greek Roger Ebert? Yes, kind of at yes, that time. in okay. a way. But yeah. we imagine him with a big moustache and <laughs> thick glasses. Uh, but he was a fantastic, uh, I mean, he had a fanta eclectic, fan fantastically eclectic taste in yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a way to persuade you to watch stuff. And I mean, I remember the, the first time I saw a Pasolini film in a much younger age than I should have probably, but I, it, it made such a huge impression on me and I, I knew that There is more to cinema than, you know, um, uh, going out and having popcorn and watching ah, something. Ah, yes. The so, traditional... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I realized there's something there. And, uh, well, I, I think that, you know, I, I, I dove right into... Of course, I was watching Disney cartoons and stuff like that. <laughs> of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but from a pretty young age, I, I, I realized that there are more to cinema than uh, just entertainment. So... I don't know. In, in, in terms of filmmakers, there are so many to name. Yeah. Uh, and also, the, the same thing goes for books, I would say. Sure. And uh, music. But, you know... I, But I, that's changed to now, though, right? Yeah. Like that, so that was a film critic now. And so mm -hmm. who is it now that's like your biggest influence? Well... Uh, is it your peers, the people that you deal with? All yes. The time? I mean, uh, it depends on how you... I mean... I, I always like to be surprised and to be mm. to, to, to discover things that will amaze me in a way. Mm. Or if not, if we not go that far to be amazed, to, to make me, you know, change my position on, ah, on, yes. on little things even. And I like films that uh, they will, you know, I will, I will start watching them and uh, I, I will be this person. And when I, I finish watching a film, even at the tiniest uh, molecule, yes. something will have changed. And this is the kind of films that we would like to we like to uh, program here in Thessaloniki. Films that they don't leave you indifferent. That right. they that they you know they have an effect on you. Well, that's art, right? Yeah. That yeah. that nexus of yeah. kind of the possibility, but reality, mm -hmm. and that kind of. Uh, but at the same time, yeah. they don't have to be boring, or they don't have to be uh, of course not. arty. Yeah. They don't have to be you know too self-indulgent. We want, I mean, a festival is its audience as well. It's the, film, the filmmakers that come here, that they present their films, but it's also uh, the audience that gets to watch the films ah, and they, they, they need to enjoy it. Or if they don't enjoy it, because we have some films like that, and we know we have, they should, you know, have some talking points get out of them. They should, they should have a conversation with mm -hmm. them or with their, the people that are watching them with. Uh, because we, we do program some uh, experimental films or some films that we know that will be uh, they will divide the audience, but oh, still okay. it's yeah. it, it, it's it's part of this process. Yeah. I mean, for instance, we have uh, a tribute to Albert Serra this year, uh -huh. yeah. uh, the Spanish director, Catalan director, and uh, his latest film is called Liberté, and we knew that. Um, 
it has a lot of uh, sex scenes in it, and it's very it's shot in in a forest during the night. Uh, and, <laughs> so already different. Yeah, than most and, and, and we knew that a lot of people it's not going to be their cup of tea. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, he knew it too. And uh, of course, until the end of the film, almost half of the uh, theater had walked out, or <laughs> I don't know, a third of the theater maybe, but. You know, with films like that, that there will be people that they will say, oh, this is a masterpiece, and people that will think, oh, this is horrible, why did you program that? Sure. But if you get these people to indulge in a conversation yes. and among them and yes. between you, and you, I like to have this conversation. I was outside when the film started playing, and like 10 minutes after it started, a woman came out and said, oh my God, you said that this is one of his best films? I said, yes. I wonder what his worst films look like. <laughs> so, and then we had a conversation yeah, yeah. for some time. And I mean, this is what makes it interesting. Right. And uh, I don't know, this is what festivals should be all about. Right, and so we'll get into Thessaloniki, but first, uh, you're, you basically became that film. So you're an editor-in-chief and founder of Flix, mm -hmm. which is a website that is, quote, your daily dose of what's best in Greek and world <laughs> cinema. So what's, what's, what is a great film? I know you just kind of mm -hmm. mentioned a little bit yeah. of that, but what, what makes a great film? Uh -huh. it, it, it has to be... Uh, enjoyable of course mm -hmm. it has to be something that you want to watch mm -hmm. but it also is something that will make you think or feel something extra mm. uh, it, it has uh, yeah it, it doesn't have to be perfect in uh, you know how it is constructed or in terms of uh, the technical aspect but uh, it has to have something that it will move you in one way or another. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't just mean it in a sentimental way, but to, you know, to, you'll take something out of it. Something will make you a better or different person. It will, it will affect you in a, in a way. Even one molecule, as Yeah, you exactly, yeah, as yeah, I yeah, said yeah, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, that goes for, you know, from uh, a, a film like Joker, for instance, to sure. Liberté that I mentioned uh, earlier. So it's a huge uh, spectrum. Sure, and, but is that different in different parts of the world or is that kind of a universal type of thing with cinema in general? Well, I think that good... Or, good or different tastes, yeah. maybe in different well, regions? Well, taste, taste yeah. plays a big part, sure. but I, I believe that uh, good cinema... It goes beyond, you know, language. It goes beyond uh, cultural uh, differences. If, if if a film is good, it will work more or less the same for someone in the States and someone in Greece, someone in uh, Asia. Or, um, but it has to work in a deeper level, you mm. know. In, in, not subsurface, but exactly. deeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's my opinion, at least. Okay. Okay. So well, then, I mean, you um, you basically uh, channeled that that guy that you were talking about that was an influence, and so you became kind of a, a film critic. So, what are three films that? And sorry to put you on the spot, but <laughs> what are kind of like three films that you would recommend to anyone that's just interested in cinema in general? Well, are there three that just come to mind? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the first three that come to mind. I don't know. I mean, one of the one of the films that had. Uh, a great impact uh, on me when I was already had started working in cinema and it was uh, in, in, in criticism uh, and it was Fight Club by David oh, yes, Fincher. Of course. I mean, uh, Chuck Palahniuk's uh, book. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah yes. exactly. Uh, I, I still remember watching that film and coming out of the press screening and thinking, wow, what is that <laughs> I just saw? And yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen it since, I think, and it might have dated a bit. Well, I've seen it years back, though, again. Yeah. Uh, it might have da been dated a bit now, but still, I think if you, even if a 25-year-old person sees it today, as I was when I watched it, it, it will still have a very strong effect on him. 
Uh, apart from that, I, I really can't say just no. three. I mean, no, no, I don't of know. course. Um, yeah, there from can be from uh, uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet, for of instance, course, yes, which is, uh, and I know I'm only talking about Greek, uh, American, American films now, but uh, Pasolini's uh, Theorem was uh, a film that it really had a big effect on me as well. And um, I don't know, from uh, Greek films, well, there are so many, but there is this guy, his name is Nikos Kunduros, and okay. actually we have an exhibition of his, he started out as a, not as a filmmaker, but as a painter, an artist at the beginning, uh -huh. and uh, he's dead now, but he has made some of the greatest uh, Greek films, I think, in, uh, ever. And one of his uh, films, called The Ogre of Athens, Okay. Uh, that's one of the, one, also one of the nah, films that... Just one, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. So, being a film critic, that's got to be decently difficult if you enjoy film as well. <laughs> so how do you kind of disconnect that personal wanting to see just a film and then also being a critic? Yeah, it, it's very hard to explain it, but uh, <laughs> there is a way that it works. And uh, actually, I, I stole it from someone else who, who was asked the same question. And in a way, it's like seeing the same film by... But, but at, this, at that moment, you know, splitting yourself in two. And so at one level, there is the, the guy who enjoys the film and watches it uh, with the eyes. Yeah. And deeper in, it's the other guy who kind of dissects it and kind ah, of, you know, yes. thinks about it in a different level. Having said that, though, I have to say that I, I, I don't just watch films for work. No, I also watch films for pleasure and there are times that uh, you know I just want to see something to put my mind you know in, in a slower speed and sure. just enjoy that and well this is one of my biggest problems when we are preparing the festival and that's um, you know uh, from I don't know from uh, uh, spring to late summer I'm watching all the films that we have to program here on and, and, and I'm what not watching anything else so it's basically I don't know four or five films a day that are films that we want to program right. and you know at, there, there come times when I think hmm now I would like to watch something that I don't have to watch it and to think about it analyze it or to right. you know yes. to judge it in a way yes, but yes, it's yes. not the right word but something that will you know I, I can just watch it on the couch and uh, yeah. Have fun with it. Well, but, but is that is that you going to maybe a cinema and doing the popcorn, mm -hmm. the traditional, yes, or, do or is it Netflix, Amazon, and all I, the streaming yeah, services? I, I, I do both. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah, do yeah. both. And uh, I have to say that, I, and, I, and I consider myself very lucky in that uh, aspect, that I still haven't lost my appetite for watching movies. Oh, okay. And that's, uh, that's that goes for both, you know, mainstream, but also the films that we program here. I mean, when I know that uh, a director that I admire has a new film and it's uh, going to be in Cannes or wherever, if, or if we get a screener to watch it here, the, the, the anticipation and the thrill is still there every time, which is, yeah. Well, then it looks like you got into the right kind of work. Oh, then. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, oh, no, I, I know that for sure. Yeah, I am fine. And, um, and I think that if I lost that, that would be a problem, but... Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and a now, lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so you, you being the, the, the film festival's head of programming, I mean, is that the best aspect, but also the worst aspect of being the, you know, kind of head of programming? Like, yeah. what, what, are the, what does the kind of entail of the job? Yeah. I know you said five films a day yeah, kind of watching, yeah. but... Yeah, it does that. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, but it's, it's what I really like to do, and that's my favorite part. I mean, uh, 
together with Orestes Andreadakis, who is uh, our artistic director, when we set out to, you know, to uh, think of what next year's edition should uh, include, uh, and we set out some guidelines, and we think about directors that we might want to have uh, uh, tributes to, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. This is like my favorite part of the job. And then watching films, of course, and choosing what to program is also great. What is bad is that, you know, a festival has a limited uh, number of slots. Yep. So you can have everything that you want. Sometimes you can have things that you want because uh, they will come out in theaters in Greece before the festival or uh, right. something else happens and you don't, you can't have the film. But, you know, it's, uh, it's all in the game. You find it, that equilibrium yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think there is a bad aspect in it. I mean, ah, I, I think good. yeah, I feel like I'm uh, extremely lucky to have dream this. job. Yeah, for me, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so every year there's a different theme, mm -hmm. and then this year is the ovary effect. So that's the cognitive shift that happens when astronauts see the Earth from space. So why did you? Why, why was that this year's theme? Mm -hmm. Actually, this is mostly Orestes' baby. Yeah. Because he 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 had this idea when he uh, mm -hmm. came up. To, to take the job of the artistic director that our, our uh, international competition section should be programmed in a, uh, with a theme in mind. So this year, yes, it's uh, the overview effect. And um, actually when he told me for the first time uh, his idea, I thought that it would, it would, be, it would make to a great selection of films. It will, it will guide us to, to, to pick films that they will be really uh, current and uh, poignant. So how it works is that uh, we, we talk about this, we read about what the overview effect is, um, and it's, as you said, it's a cognitive shift in uh, yeah. the astronauts' uh, uh, brain and heart mm -hmm. when they see the world from above. Mm -hmm. And what they realize is that there is really what, what we consider vital and very important when you're down on the surface of the planet, like, I don't know, from uh, race to religion to sure. ethnicity to color to, uh, to ideologies even, mm -hmm. to borders, they really don't have any, they don't, they don't mean anything when you see the, 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 the world as a whole, the earth as a whole. So we, this year we looked for films that they, 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 they go down to the core of uh, human existence, to what it means to be uh, human mm -hmm. and uh, to, uh, you know, it's um, to, to, to see how uh, what separates us is not as important as the things that uh, unite us oh, or bring us perfect. together. That's so so that's, that's the, but, but you know, it's not like uh, we have a, a ruler and we <laughs> judge every film that it fits exactly in that uh, spectrum. But yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, sometimes this idea would, would be sadly featured in the films. And in others, it will be more, you know, uh, easy to spot. But if you see the program as a whole, it, it, it touches upon subjects like the ones we just uh, mentioned. Oh, and, and I think that kind of has radiated even just with the directors we've talked mm -hmm. about. I mean, when you look at the 14 films that are part of the international competition, I mean, you have someone like in Wet Season from Singapore yeah. to then Lillian, who I thought was maybe the most eclectic thing, is that you have a, the protagonist is a Russian woman yeah. in the United States, but then it's an Austrian film crew, but then yeah. the actress is Polish and she's not an actress. I was like, 
I don't know what else of humanity that you can, you know. There you go. Yeah, you yeah, see, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, really, <laughs> what borders mean? I mean, what does a film's ethnicities? This is like, a, as, you, as you said, it's a very good example of how you can create art with so many different elements and so many different things and still have something that is concrete and wonderful. Oh, totally. And then, so what are, what are some of those parallels, though, with international film or cinema in general? Because it seems like, you know, it's kind of like when you go to a cinema, it's kind of everyone's on the same playing field. You know, mm -hmm. our deepest or our, our most uh, uh, baseline humanity. We're just there to see some art and mm -hmm. then that's it. So do you have any parallels, maybe overview effect on international film in general mm -hmm. or cinema? Well, you know, the, the, what we try to do, actually, every year with the festival uh, and all its sections, is to to somehow yeah step up back and ah, yes, look yes. look at the world of cinema and bring it here in Thessaloniki. So we tend to program uh, films from all over the world. We are actively looking for films from uh, everywhere, from countries that you wouldn't normally they don't have sure. such a big uh, filmic production. Uh, but we 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 want them to bring as many different and varied voices as possible mm. to the city and it's it's to me is great and it makes my job you know worthwhile the fact that we can program something really obscure something from uh, i don't know from bhutan or wherever and uh, it will play in a theater in the city on uh, the afternoon of uh, tuesday and there will be like the room will be full there will be 250 people right, there right, to right. watch it and that makes all the difference. And uh, yes, it's, as I said, it's, it's uh, our way to bring the world to Thessaloniki. That's and, uh, and literally, not just uh, the, the, through films, but also filmmakers and also uh, people from the market, the industry. Because yep. apart from films, we have a big, a strong uh, Agora section, where, which is aimed to producers and uh, uh, salespeople and uh, directors who are working on their... Uh, next projects, uh, so yeah. It seems, and then you've been here for quite some time, so mm -hmm. how, like, um, when we were talking with someone yesterday, they had said, I think they mentioned one of the directors that 10% of Thessaloniki kinds of comes out for the festival, mm -hmm. um, and that's a pretty big proportion, mm -hmm. so it, I mean, is Thessaloniki, how has that changed? Has it all changed because of the International Film no. Festival and people got in? Because you've been here for yeah, many, many years. I've been here for quite, uh, <laughs> with different, in different capacities, yeah. uh, either as programmer or doing other things for the festival. But yes, I mean, the, this is our 60th year, yes. the, and the festival started out as a Greek film festival, mm -hmm. so it only uh, screened Greek films, and that changed in 92 when it became international. So at the beginning it was mostly a celebration of the local industry. Back in the 60s and uh, 70s there was an industry, so there was like a studio system, there were stars and all that, ah, yes. but then it changed, it changed drastically and sure. a new kind of uh, filmmaking came up, uh, more auteur driven, let's say. Ah, okay. uh, and when the, when the festival became uh, uh, international, it really you know, it, I think that it found its real reason of existence. Mm, sure. And uh, yes, the, the city was, uh, the people of the city were very eager to embrace it. And they, I remember, yeah, back in the days when the internet was practically non-existent, that, you know, people would flock to see the weirdest uh, midnight screening or whatnot. And uh, that was fantastic. And Thessaloniki is a, is a city of one million people, but it has a big university campus. Uh, so, 
a lot of young people are coming out for the screenings. Oh, seen so many people yeah, yeah, yeah. from all ages, but mostly in that yeah. kind of cohort of younger people. And of course, it's not just them because uh, I know many people who, you know, they will take a leave from their work or ah. their uh, <laughs> studies, and they will come up to the Saloniki for these ten days because it's not just the films. Of course, it's not. It's, yeah. it's the whole atmosphere, the whole thing that surrounds them, the exhibitions, the parties, the meetings, the you. You get to find your friends that you see, the, the, sure. your festival friends yeah, in a way, yeah, people yeah. that you meet here every year. That's so great, and I mean, I, and we felt so welcomed, uh, you know, in this entire thing. So, um, one one last. Uh, so, you mentioned on your Instagram profile, it says, "quote sway through the crowd to an empty <laughs> space." So. Uh, and then also, can you expand on that and maybe more about how social media and the internet mm -hmm. has changed? Because again, those younger people are snapping, they're yeah. Instagramming kind of these things. And, and now, like, there's more reach for those uh -huh. Bhutan films, those yeah, avant-garde films, those kinds of things. Well, that quote is from David Bowie's Let's Dance, actually. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. And I, I, I tend to change. Well, I hear a song and then I listen to a lyric and it you know, it does something to me and I change it from time to time and I put it there. I haven't changed that in quite some time now. <laughs> but yeah, social media. Well, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, sure. I have to say. Yeah, because uh, it can silo you or yeah. it can expand your yeah, kind yeah, of consciousness. Yeah. And it can, it can also, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I, I withdrew from that. I was oh, there for a few years. But then, in good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but then I realized that it really makes no sense. I mean, yeah. and you know, you get these uh, ideas that oh, it's good for work, and I can, uh, you know, I can. Uh, uh, what's the word? I can. Uh, um, Me more productive yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really, I don't see the point of it. Yeah. Instagram for me because I, I take photos and I, I like to take photos is a good, uh, you know, option to. Uh, put them out there. Yeah, so and, good happy yeah. medium. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But uh, social media is important, and the, the festival has a very, very is very active on social media because it reaches out to many, many people. I mean, that's how I found out yes, about it. Exactly. I literally in Los Angeles, yeah. I see a Twitter post, and yeah. then I'm like, wait, Overview Effect yeah. Film Festival, Greece. Yeah. I've never been to Greece, and then I get press passes, and all of a sudden we're here. There, here you we see? go, Yorgos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so y y you can't do without them, and there can be a, a great uh, tool in uh, creating awareness and uh, yeah, you know bringing out the festival in this part of the world sure. to people in uh, the states so uh, you can't live without them the way i mean the thing is that you should try and find a way to use them in in uh, in, in, in the right way sure, in, uh, sure. that they don't take over your life and your personality you don't just have a you know another self for the for social oh, yeah, media second and, life. Uh, yeah yeah oh, yeah so, uh, if you manage that, everything's okay. <laughs> That's good. So uh, last question, and we'll keep it quick. So maybe uh, 60 seconds or so. But So we talked about the overview effect when you look down. Mm -hmm. So what about, what if you were up there looking down and then the earth is looking at you? What would you say? I know that's a big kind of question, but like, what is something that you've maybe wanted to say or needed people to hear? Uh, it could be something to do with a film festival. It could be something to do with cinema. Yeah or even moral, I don't know, but like, what, what is something that comes to mind when you, when say, seven billion people are looking up at you, what, what, what comes to mind, what would you say? Yeah, I think I, I will draw a blank, <laughs> most probably, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so given it five, ten minutes to think about it, then what would you think about? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that the, the most important thing to, 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 is, you know, one of the biggest qualities I, I appreciate in people is yes. 
their ability to listen to someone else. Mm. Uh, not just waiting for their turn to speak, but to actually listen and, uh, you know, maybe take a moment to think about what the other person says. And I think it would be a much better world if everybody was doing that, even, you know, trying to do that. You sure. can succeed always, but, you know, uh, think about, try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Totally. And uh, if, you, if you can do that or even try to do that, yeah. Well, we'll be fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, try. Yeah. That, that's half the problem right yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, cool. Well, uh, that's going to be all the time we have today. So thanks for coming on Conversations, Yorgos. And uh, until next time, Ad Astra. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Eclectic Spacewalk presents Conversations, a podcast about the uniqueness of the human condition and how, through conversation, we can continue to upgrade humanity's value systems.